0: Hi there, it's Cameron Vikillian with Innovating Internships, the podcast where we discuss what makes a successful internship and why. For this episode, I've got AJ Bolden joining me to talk about developing an internship program from the ground up, insights on turning an internship into a program that focuses on progression and growth. AJ is president and general manager of University of Utah Hockey and head of the sports internship program we're talking about today. AJ, so happy you could join me today with the busy season. How is that going?
1: It's going well. Thank you for having me. We're excited to get started and continue talking about our internship program and couldn't be happier to be here.
0: And you and I have talked quite a bit about this program from beginning to now. So tell listeners a little bit more about the history of how this internship program started.
1: Sure. The impetus of this was really trying to find more humans to help the project and help the initiative. And with that time and that continual evolution, not only of needs, but our ability to connect with students and find ways to get them involved with the program. I think that's kind of where this process not necessarily started. Really where I think it's kind of congealed into a really fantastic concept for everybody. Our learning process is, we need this. Do you have any ideas? And then it's more of a collaboration than simply a task-driven assignment, if you will. And I think that's really where we connect with students and we get the positive response. We get, the best part is, it is a non-consequence environment. We're here to learn. We're here to have fun. And make sure that uh, our program can be successful on and off the ice.
0: Awesome. Sounds like with the growth you've been experiencing, bringing on more students to help with that is not only helping you grow, but it's also giving these students an opportunity to take on projects and initiatives and let their ideas come to light. So let's dive into how does the program work? What can students expect in the first semester and beyond? So
1: the way we've been Moving on this is the fall is kind of an exploratory thing. It is a, I want to try this. I'd like to try that. Okay. That didn't really work for me. So that's, it's really an opportunity. Let's, let's call it a survey portion of, of the internship program. And that allows people to experiment with photography, with technical directing, camera operation, photography, culling of photos, post processing of not only photos, but also media. Creating burn reels for distribution to several of our media companies that are working with us. So it really gives students an opportunity to not get pigeonholed and kind of find their passion. And then, you know, when it gets into the spring semester, we start focusing again, right? And so we know a student might like two of five topics. And so, okay, let's focus on those two topics and let's evolve your skill set. Let's teach you some more editing if that's what your thing is. So it really gives a unique opportunity to put your hand in a lot of cookie jars and really get your sweet tooth rolling and enjoy the sport.
0: Yeah. And I love the cookie jar analogy because it really (laughs) is like getting them exposure to many different interests and then the actual doing that occurs in the spring and beyond that true experiential learning for both semesters which is great first starting with an independent study really getting them more of the hands-on training and then by spring the actual practical course for their internship credit completely this. agree
1: and and this was one of your suggestions that i think really works well for students is the ability to dial it up or dial it down depending on what they need in any particular semester so The hours that are involved are completely student chosen, right? So if you want the maximum amount of credits, then you get to spend the maximum amount of hours earning those credits, but that's your choice. Mm -hmm. We're not only focusing on the academics for our student athletes. We're also focusing on the academics through this program. Yes. Right. We're able to teach, we're able to help people excel and it really, really does work.
0: Yeah. So tell me more about how you place these interns what it's like when they start, how are you getting them into these roles?
1: The short version is we have a little interview. Sometimes it's a group thing, sometimes it's individual, but what do you wanna do? What are your passions? What are the three top things that you want out of this program? And so we ask some questions similar to that. And then depending on those answers, we start to focus on those areas. But I mean, just to reiterate, we're looking for what our students want to do. Our job isn't to place them in areas that that they're unhappy with or don't want to learn. If you want to practice writing and really get to become better at that, then that's what you're going to do because that's what you want to do.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you've really built in and allowed that flexibility within your program to allow these interns to explore and find where their strengths are. Sure. So on that note, how do you handle intern drop-offs? And how are you prepared for this?
1: We typically don't have drop-offs once they agree to be part of the program. Mm -hmm. And that's where a student will come in and we'll have an initial meeting. We'll basically give the tour of the building, talk about what their passions are, talk about what expectations will be. And then they're usually given a choice like, okay, let us know if that's something you're interested in. And then we go from there and we're locked in. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times somebody will come into the intro meeting and then look at their academic calendar and then decide, well, maybe it's not right for me at this time. We're upfront about it and they're able to make decisions and not get into a position that they don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. And so full honesty is our policy and that's what we try to do.
0: Yeah. Sounds like they're getting that information upfront to really be able to learn more and then make a decision to commit to the internship itself.
1: Absolutely. And since we're developing this program as we speak, that freedom of invention is is kind of where we're at. And so for us and for the students, we want again people to be happy and to love the sport and to want to be there. Yeah. The last thing that I want is students to come because they have to. Yeah. We're looking for people that want to be there. I mean, I'm at the rink every day cuz I want to be there.
0: I always say productivity is driven by passion. So yeah, it just makes the world of difference. So what have you learned from this current generation of interns, which are mostly Gen Z?
1: I think what I've learned is they're used to, and I hate painting this many people with a brush, but. I see a lot of apprehension, apprehension to new things and new experiences. And that's where after just a few conversations, I wanted to make people feel comfortable when they come into this new arena, sorry for the pun, Uh, (laughs) but there needs to be space for exploration and and freedom of thought and ideas and just a consequence free zone. One of our previous coaches, he always used to say, it's not snow cones and and rainbows for everybody. But the, the point here is Yes, we are consequence free, but we still have a job to do, right? So there's the ability to take a few months, take a few weeks, take a few days to figure out what you want to do. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. But once we get to the point where let's say you declare yourself as position XYZ, whatever it might be, you're able to do the job well and take pride in that. And that's what we're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. And you're right. There there can be sometimes this apprehension, this fear of failure that we see among this current generation of students, but learning from mistakes is part of the process. Yes, It's really making sure that you are still able to commit to the tasks you have, but know that there's a safe space to learn from mistakes.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a, well, I'm just going to use that hockey analogy here, right? That's where Our hockey teams practice four times a week and they'll play two to three games a week. So they're in the rink at a minimum of six days a week. And for like the majority of that time is in practice where they're failing all the time. Mm -hmm. If you're not falling, you're not trying hard enough. And that's where we need to be able to provide that environment academically. And yeah, I've been through calculus here at the youth. That's a hard class. So is physics for scientists and engineers, if that course even exists anymore, but the concept of there's a very strong curriculum that needs to be maintained because they're trying to use these classes to ensure that they have academic success later on in the program, that's great. That's not what this class is supposed to be. We want to be able to find a room, an event, a concept, an idea that can give students the ability to explore, have fun, and still learn at the same time and not have to worry about, am I gonna pass or make it through my midterms, things like that.
0: Yes, yep, yep. And it sounds like that's what the fall class is really aimed at doing is allowing those avenues for learning and experimenting with things so that they can be better prepared in those later semesters to do the work.
1: Absolutely. And can I expand on the fall versus spring a little bit? Absolutely. So. With our semesters beginning in August, we have about a three to five week kind of lull where we're really trying to get a lot of stuff done. That would include things like ads for games coming up, just creating a lot of content. And it goes from pre-game rolls to still photography so we can have game placards and just advertisements that get spread out through the valley Uh, on various media channels and so that's the early fall then the games begin then we kind of start working like practically on the broadcast the camera operations things like that and so October through mid-November we're rolling full speed when it comes to not only learning but practical application of skill sets Thanksgiving hits got the whole week off And then we come back typically for one week, maybe two, depending on when finals are, we will never ever operate during finals week and we'll never operate during reading week. And so it really does allow you to not only learn with us, but it will give you the freedom to focus on those more difficult classes that are necessary. And then we have the holiday break. That's either four or five weeks, depending on the calendar. And then we come back in January, and again, we're, we're at full speed, but that's where we want to be able to during the fall bounce around a little bit, make sure things are covered. And then when we come to spring kind of operate a little more like a company, let's say ESPN or whatever, and try to get those skills rolling and kind of specialize, if you will. And then the whole thing resets again in the fall, but we operate in the spring from January to about early March depending on, again, not only the game schedule, but the academic calendar.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you really are working well with the academic calendar, which I mean truly to have any kind of successful internship program, keeping in mind the academic calendar and what the students are going through in their studies is so, so smart. (laughs) It is the way to really get in the buy-in from students, really making sure it works for them. So that sounds wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you, AJ. What an amazing program you've created that not only provides much needed support to your operations, but truly focuses on learning application and growth. Our students have been so grateful for the opportunities. So, so glad you came on to talk more about this. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here and an honor.
0: To learn more about this program, there is another episode out now titled Sports Internship Program for more details. And if you are looking to create an internship program, contact me at Cameron.Vekillian at gmail.com. I would love to learn more about your vision and how I can help. Wow, I can't believe this is the final episode of season one, but I'm thrilled to announce that season two is coming this spring. And with a new name, Inspiring Internships, available on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. There will be more interviews with internship providers and more hot topics to discuss. I also want to give a special thanks to the College of Humanities and the Department of Communication at the University of Utah for supporting this podcast, Caitlin Harris, Jana Cunningham, Mike Fremall, John Grip, for your technical support and knowledge. I am so excited for season two. Thanks for listening.